0: Do clothes make the man, or is it the other way around? In other words, are the clothes that we choose to wear, does that influence how we think about ourselves, or is it how we think about ourselves that cause us to decide what clothes we're going to wear? Mark Twain was once asked this question, and he answered tongue-in-cheek, of course clothes make the man. Naked people have little or no influence on society. More seriously, this past year, the men's warehouse did a survey about dressing up. And what they found was that 41% of people experienced an increase in self-confidence when they were dressed up. 25% felt more accomplished, not were more accomplished, but just simply felt that about themselves, and 23% felt smarter. So according to that study, it would seem that clothes do make the man, that if you are dressed nicely, you think more positively about yourself. On the other hand, in the same survey, they also found that the reason that many people don't dress up is because they view themselves as being ordinary people. Ordinary Joes was the language in the survey, which would mean that the opposite is true, that the clothes we choose are based on how we view ourselves. So the answer to the question, do clothes make the man, or is it the other way around, is yes. Both appear to be true. How we think of ourselves affects what we wear, and what we wear affects how we think about ourselves. Now at this point, you may be thinking the sermon is about how Christians should dress. It's not. That's an important idea, and you're going to be able to infer some principles about Christian dress from what I have to say, But clothing is actually a metaphor for a much more important concept, a much more fundamental idea for Christianity. And this morning we want to think not so much literally about clothing, but about how it is that we as Christians can experience new life. The Gospel promises that God will make all things new. And clothing, Happens to be a great metaphor for understanding how that newness that the gospel promises actually takes root in our lives. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Ephesians, chapter 4, it's page 828 in the Bibles the church provides. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to read verses 17 to 24. And if you remember where we are in our study of the book of Ephesians, is we've broken it down so far into uh, a couple of different mini-series. The first section of the book of Ephesians, we spent looking at basic Christian teachings. And we went through those together as a church. A couple of weeks ago, I said we were making a transition from basic Christian teachings to the implications from those Christian teachings. And two weeks ago, we looked at the idea of unity. Last week, Pastor Tom took us through the concept of maturity. This morning, we want to think about the idea of identity or how we view ourselves in Christ. So listen as I read... Verses 17 to 24 of Ephesians chapter 4. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Paul begins this section in verses 17 to 19 telling us as Christians that we're not to live as non-Christians do. That non-Christians who are separated from God are experiencing what we in the past have called living death. They're separated from the life of God. And he describes a hardness of hearts, a lack of sensitivity, a giving ourselves over to sensuality and to every evil desire. And Paul says, you don't want to do that as a Christian, you don't want to live that way because the result is the same result as for a non-Christian. You experience the power of living death. Now the fact that he raises this for Christians means that this is a real, genuine possibility that you and I can have accepted Christ as Lord but still continue to live in our old ways. And so Paul says, that's not how you learned Christ. That's not what God wants for you. He does not want for you to experience living death. So the question is, how then do we experience newness of life? The gospel promises to set us free from destructive behavior in our own lives. How then does that happen? How can we be set free from our insecurities? From our pride, from our harshness, which was part of who we were before we came to know Christ, and something that all of us as human beings struggle with. How can we have victory over those things and experience the new life that Christ has promised? Paul tells us how in verses 22 to 24. He says, There were three things that you were taught. Number one, verse 22, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Secondly, to be made new, verse 23, in the attitudes of your mind. And verse 24, to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. These three commands, Paul says, you were taught how to experience this newness of life, to put off your old self, to be made new, and to put on your new self, created in the image of God. Now the reason I began the sermon speaking about the issue of clothing is because the metaphor of clothing is what Paul is referring to here. When he uses the word put off, This is a word that is frequently used in the Bible for taking off a jacket or a cloak, like in the book of Acts, when the Jewish leaders take off their outer robes and lay them at Saul's feet before they engage in the stoning of Stephen. It's this word that's used for taking off that outer robe. Likewise, in verse 24, when Paul says, put on. The new self. That word is always used in the New Testament. To speak about clothing. To put on clothes. To clothe oneself. And so what Paul is talking about here, how do we experience newness of life in a practical way? He uses the metaphor of clothing. And to explain what he's talking about, let me walk you through an illustration. What you have up here are some clothes from my closet at home. This is a Michigan shirt that my wife bought me because I am a fan of the University of Michigan. This is a uh, soccer shirt that I got while I was playing soccer for my college in England. This is a sport coat. Someone in this church was nice enough to purchase for me. I think they saw me up here preaching and realized I needed some help. So this is a sport coat that was purchased for me. This is a robe from the University of Oxford uh, that I got uh, when I graduated from there. And this, might be hard to see, is a t-shirt that my kids made for me. You can kind of see their handprints and and their names uh, that they made uh, this t-shirt. Now the point is, is that when I come to my closet to choose what I'm going to wear, How I'm thinking of myself affects which clothes that I choose. For example, if I'm thinking of myself as a parent, when I come to the closet, this is the shirt that I grab. Because this, I'm thinking of myself as a dad, of having four kids and engaging with them. After all, it would look pretty silly if I tried to play with them wearing this big, funky-looking red robe. But if Lisa says to me, we're getting ready to go to friend's house to watch a Michigan game, when I come to the closet, the shirt that I grab is the Michigan shirt because I'm thinking of myself at that moment as being a fan of the University of Michigan. If when I come in the morning to get dressed, like I did this morning, thinking of myself as a pastor, it's the sport coat that I grab because that's where my identity is at that moment. Now, if I was going to a graduation ceremony, the robe is what I would grab. And if some morning, which hasn't happened in a long time, I woke up thinking of myself as a soccer player, (laughs) I would naturally gravitate towards the soccer jersey from England. The point is, is how we view ourselves affects the clothes that we choose to wear in the morning. But likewise, it's also true that the clothes we choose to wear affects how we think about ourselves. If I'm wearing this t-shirt that my children made for me, that's going to cause that section of my brain that thinks of me as a dad to be strengthened because I'm wearing clothes that remind me I'm a parent. That's a fundamental part of who I am. Likewise, if I put on a Michigan shirt, it's going to remind me that I'm a graduate and fan of the University of Michigan and my identity as a Wolverine will be strengthened. The clothes that we wear affect how we think about ourselves. Both are true. Now what Paul is talking about here is not literal clothes, He's using these as a metaphor for behavior. And what he's saying is, on one hand, how you and I view ourselves affect the kind of behaviors we clothe ourselves with. And at the same time, the behaviors that we choose cause us to think about ourselves in a certain way. For example, imagine a person who struggles with low self-esteem. They think of themselves as being worthless, someone who nobody wants to hang out with. When they get up in the morning and they walk to their closet, the clothes they're going to put on are negativity. They're going to dress themselves in a negative attitude. When somebody asks them if they want to go to lunch, they may say no because they think, who would really ever want to hang out with me? How they view themselves affects the, the actions that they clothe themselves with. But the converse is also true. That the more negative statements they let come out of their mouth, the more times they say no to going to lunch, the more they're going to think of themselves as a person that no one likes. That no one wants to be around. What we do affects how we think about ourselves, and how we think about ourselves affects what we do. Or consider a second case. A husband who gets up in the morning and chooses, metaphorically speaking, to dress himself in selfishness. He decides he's not going to go out and buy a Christmas present for his wife. That's too much work. He'll just give her some money. She can get whatever she wants. He decides he's going to go hunting instead of having date night with his wife. He forgets to take out the trash and, in general, his behavior... Now, I've picked some of these because they may be relevant. His behavior in general causes him to think he's the more important person in the relationship. He's acting in a selfish way and those actions will form his identity so that he will think of himself as the more important person in this marriage. Likewise, the more he thinks of himself as being the more important person in the marriage, the more he's justified in behaving in a selfish way. And it's a downward spiral. He'll continue to act in that way, and acting in that way will continue to shape his identity. Paul's point is, The behaviors that we choose affect how we think about ourselves, and how we think about ourselves determines the behaviors that we choose. So the answer to the question, how do you and I experience newness of life? How do you and I have the gospel truth that we are saved to be new creations? How does that come to root in our lives in a real way so that we get rid of the bitterness and the malice and the hatred and all of those things? Paul says there's two things you have to do simultaneously. The first, verses 22 and 24, put off your old self Put on your new self. In other words, pay attention to the clothing that you're wearing. By which we mean, pay attention to the behavior that you're doing when you come to your closet every morning. You and I have a choice. We can choose to grab articles of behavior like anger or lying or negativity and clothe ourselves in those things. Paul says, why do you want to do that? Do you look good in those clothes? No. Get rid of that. Get a new wardrobe. You see, in verse 24, Paul says that God has saved us so that we might be like him in righteousness and holiness. What that means is, is that God has filled our wardrobe with new clothes. New kinds of behavior that are possible in him what paul is saying is look do you want to experience the newness of life when you get up in the morning and you walk to your closet so to speak you have a choice you can either choose the lies and the anger and the bitterness the clothes that have been hanging there your whole life or you can make a choice to grab hold of these new kinds of behaviors and clothe yourself in kindness in love and truthfulness Paul's point is is the more you do those things the more you will think about yourself as a new creation because the actions that we choose affect how we view ourselves so the first thing Paul is saying and it's not in any order they must be done simultaneously but the first thing he says is pay attention to the clothing that you're wearing. Every time you give in to bitterness and anger and you clothe yourself in those things, your identity begins to be reshaped into a bitter and angry person even though you are one for whom Christ died. Paul says, put off that old stuff. Put on these new clothes that God has given to you. The second thing is... View yourself the way God views you. Notice in verse 23, he says, To be made new. You were taught three things to put off, to be made new, and to put on. The first and the third are in the active voice. It's a command from God take off your old behaviors, put on these new behaviors. The one in the middle verse 23 is in the passive voice he says be made new there's nothing that we do except to allow God to make us new in the attitudes of our minds the point is is that Paul is saying look Recognize that if you are in Christ, God has declared you to be a new creation. God has given you a new existence. That person who you and I used to be, the Bible says that person died with Christ and has been raised again to new life. We've been born again. We have a new experience. And what Paul is saying is, let God change how you view yourself. Think of yourself as a new creation that you really are. You see, when you get up in the morning and you decide, how am I going to live my life today? What Paul is saying is is that when you go to the closet, what's absolutely important is how do you view yourself? That person who was told by their parents that they were worthless, a person who was abused as a child, a person who's engaged in all sorts of immoral behavior. Paul says that person's dead. That doesn't exist anymore. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I. It's Christ living in me and the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave Himself for me. What that means is, is that person who struggles with gossip, that person who struggles with anger, that person who's been abused, that person who's gone through all of that stuff, God says that person doesn't exist anymore. You are a new creation. We look at ourselves and say, of course I'm going to choose negativity. I'm worthless. God looks at us and says, the worthless person died. You're a new creation. God says, I don't view you that way. I view you as righteous and holy, pure and good. You are my child. You are the one for whom I gave my son. That old person is dead and the more we allow God to remake our minds you see evidence may be to the contrary we may look around and say but look at how I'm acting and God says but that person is dead you are a new creation and the more Paul says we get through our minds that we are new in Christ when we walk into our closet to choose which outfit we're going to wear We don't choose bitterness. That person's dead. The person who used to own these clothes, that person died. I'm a new creation. I choose righteousness. I choose forgiveness. I choose kindness. Paul says if you want to experience the newness of life, there are two things that you must do. You must pay attention to the clothing that you're wearing. And secondly, you must allow God to reshape your identity so that you recognize you are a new creation in Christ. What does this look like, practically speaking? Think about a young woman. We'll call her Amy. Amy is a good Christian, she's been a Christian for a number of years. In two days, Amy will be leaving to go home to spend Christmas with her family. Now, when Amy gets home and she goes back into the house that she grew up in, something crazy happens. She suddenly becomes not the strong Christian woman she is all year long. She goes back into a set of patterns and behaviors that she engaged in when she was a young child. And although her parents love her, they're not Christians and the house is filled with gossip and backbiting and manipulation And suddenly she finds herself being back in that situation, engaging in all those same activities and behaviors once again. She'd like to share the gospel with her parents, but she thinks to herself, how can I say anything to them? I'm just a 15-year-old girl, so to speak, doing all the same things I did all those years ago. How does Amy experience that newness of life? Paul says there's two things that she does. When she wakes up in that old bedroom that she grew up in, she walks to her closet, she has a choice to put on kindness, to put on forgiveness, to put on love, and if she dresses herself in those behaviors, she will begin to realize she's not the person who grew up in that house anymore. She is a new creation in Christ. And every morning when she gets up and makes that choice to stop lying and to start telling the truth, to stop stealing and to start working, to stop being bitter and instead to forgive, when she makes those choices, she will feel new. And likewise, when she wakes up in the morning, if she will allow God to tell her what is true, that that girl who spent all those years in that house, that girl who was treated by her parents a certain way, that girl who experienced all of those things has died. This is a new person who's come to visit. That what is true is that she is not who her parents said she was. She is who God declares her to be. And no matter what her parents told her, no matter what she experienced, she is now a child of God. And if she can simply allow God to speak that into her heart and mind, and to wake up in that house and say, the girl who grew up here died a long time ago. I am now a child of the Most High. If she can do that, Paul says she will experience the newness of life. All this beautiful gospel truth that Jesus gives to us that when he comes and dies on the cross, he says that you might have new life. Paul says that happens when we do two things. When we clothe ourselves with the kinds of behavior that is fitting for that life. And when we allow God to convince us that we're new creations, that we're not the person we once were. The same is not only true for Amy, but for each of us. If you want to be free from the destructive patterns of life, we all have them. We all have tendencies towards harshness, towards bitterness, towards destructive lifestyles. Paul says the answer is the same for you as it is for Amy is that when you put on the new self, you put on the new clothes that God has filled your wardrobe with, and you allow yourself to be made new in your mind, you and I will experience the power of the gospel in a real way on a daily basis. Let's pray together. Father, we do recognize that we are not to live as non-Christians live. That it's easy to slip back into the futility of thinking and the hardness of heart and the bitterness of soul. Lord God, each of us has areas in which we struggle, in which we look and say, why, why can't I be new in this area? God, I pray that this word from Ephesians 4 would pierce our hearts and minds. Perhaps many here at this Christmas season will be going back into situations in which they will be tempted to be their old self. God, I pray that at those moments you would bring to mind Ephesians 4, and that when they wake up in the morning and walk to the closet, that they would put on new behaviors and allow their mind to be made new in the person of Christ God, would you do this for us? We want to be set free from bitterness and from rage and from anger and from pride and from insecurity. Lord, we want to be and experience the new creation. Help us, Lord, to hear this word and to listen and to respond. In the name of Christ we pray, amen.